I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Muhammad Ali. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Wednesday Night Interlude. I'm your host, Nevin Claiborne. Tonight, I'll give general life advice, some very important topics. These topics and questions derive from conversations I've had in the past couple of weeks. We'll also have a special guest, my twin brother, Nico, as he and I discuss why consistent gym life is intrinsic to a high quality life. The first topic in question was um, a discussion I had a while ago, and it was how to become an effective leader. So you must learn how to be a very, very good student before you can be the master. A lot of people deny themselves access to growth because their ego prevents them from learning. The people that get upset by what others say are the people who can't truly learn anything or become successful in life. So if Elon Musk walks in here and tells you he's going to teach you something, show you how to be successful, let's say that, and in the process he says, you're stupid, and you get mad. If that upsets you, you can't learn. It's Elon Musk, like, shut up and listen. If you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, or someone in your life who's, um, who you've seen accomplish the things you want to accomplish, when they're trying to teach you something, empty the air out of your ego and listen. Stop trying to argue the wisdom that they've earned the hard way. Stop getting emotional when you know they're trying to tell you the truth about yourself out of love. Think past your emotions so that you don't sabotage your growth, your knowledge, or the opportunity to advance. This is being an effective student in the game. If someone, someone of stature comes up to me and tells me, you ain't doing this right, or you're broke, or you could do a whole lot better than what you're doing, then I'm going to say, okay, then teach me something. That's going to be my natural response. I'm going to absorb that knowledge, that lesson, so that it can have um, a positive effect on my mindset and my skill set. I'm going to use this person for everything he has to offer now. And I don't care how much trash he's talking about me in the process or what he says. As long as he's given up his intellect to me, his wisdom, every day he's teaching me something. I will become proficient in the knowledge, transform it to wisdom, and in no time I will have reached a new volume in my life. And what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Simple. Knowledge is purely information, which is important to some degree because we need it. But wisdom is the ability to put that information into action so that it serves the greater good of humanity as well as yourself. Which is why if you look around, most people are at a standstill today. They have all the knowledge, but none of the wisdom. I call this the art of war because we all know how difficult it is to mentally relax when our parents, coworkers, or friends are trying to teach us something important. You must learn how to suppress this emotional war within and grab a hold of what's valuable. And that's the message. A lot of you guys are probably so talented at something, but the fact that you're not out there being a student and trying new things, how would you ever know? You will never be the master if you don't learn how to be a successful student. This next discussion and um, question was in regards to learning the hard way. So we got to understand that as people, we don't learn a lesson unless it's learned the hard way. And I'll repeat that. We don't learn a lesson unless it's learned the hard way. 
And I believe that's 95% of the time. Um, you can have so many close calls with something and people still won't learn their lesson, right? Like, how about the guy who drives home intoxicated from the bar and has all these near misses? And then that one Saturday night comes where he ends up killing someone else. You know, he had to go, he had to kill someone to learn his lesson. Or how about the girl who allows herself to stay in um, such abusive conditions with her man? And then the night comes where he ends up physically destroying her and her dad has to come pick her up. How embarrassing. Harsh reality. I mean, you didn't learn the first time when he pushed you or the second time when he slapped you. It took for him to beat you for you to get the point. Sorry for the, um, the hardcore examples, but these are true life stories and discussions I've had. Uh, my point is, as people, I think it's in our human condition that we need that suffering, that pain, that trauma for the lesson to prick at us a little bit, you know, so that we come to an understanding that we don't want to go back down that road again. You know, there's a quote, uh, one of my favorites, that says, um, a fool learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So be that wise person and learn from those around you. This last question I was told to elaborate on your purpose in life and money and happiness. Uh, we are all born with the destiny. We choose this destiny before we incarnate to earth. You have to make sure you're walking your path. I can't walk yours and you can't walk mine. It must be yours. And this is where a lot of our issues derive. I'd say from a mental illness perspective, a lot of us are unhappy because the walk we are walking isn't the one we chose. It's not the agreement we made with God. You know, this is why um, you have people still feeling unfulfilled. Why are they not happy with themselves? Because they're not walking the path they chose in heaven before they got here. I dare you to go make all the money in the world. And in a couple years time, I'm willing to bet you're at the top of the list for therapy referrals. Money does not make anybody happy. And the problem with that is, like I said before, the only people who know that are the people who are rich. So being in alignment with divine will is key because there is no will that is greater than the divine. So you could be committed to building the greatest business on planet Earth. And whatever that is, I don't know. But if that's why you're not here, it will fail. And even if it succeeds, you'll never be happy because that's not why you're here. You must walk your path and you must find out what your destiny is. It's okay to respect money because, you know, we all need it. What money does is it gives you better control of your life. It gives you options, allows you to live a life of contribution, to contribute to the things you feel strongly about. But for those waiting around to get rich or for this magical lump sum of money to appear is asinine. As if that's going to make all your childhood complications disappear, your insecurities go away, bad habits, or your lackluster qualities vanish. You know, money is a magnifier, so money typically magnifies the issues, positive or negative. So work on yourself and find your purpose in life. And you can do that by developing um, a growth mindset. Having a growth mindset is linked to having a sense of purpose. Now this last segment will be a brief interview with my twin brother Nicholas Claiborne on why gym life is essential to a high quality life.
What's up, man? Welcome to Wednesday Night Interlude. How you doing? Good. How you doing, dude? Pretty good. For everyone uh, listening, this is Nicholas Alexander Claymore, my twin brother. Uh, we'll be talking about why uh, gym life is intrinsic to um, everyone's life. So I'm going to start by uh, asking you a couple questions. Um, All right. I'm not, here, not here to really disagree or agree. I'm pretty sure I'll agree with everything you say. But the uh, first question is... Uh, why is a consistent gym life important? So, I think mastering consistency and discipline makes you better in other areas, whether it's work environment, your relationship, or even, I mean, I'm not a parent, but you can only teach your kids what you know. And consistency mm-hmm. and discipline are very important traits to master. I feel like Improving that relationship with yourself starts with accomplishing like personal tasks, personal goals, and that takes consistency of some sort. So if you yeah. can do it with the gym, you can definitely do it in a lot of aspects in life. Yeah, with everything else. No, I totally agree with that. I think uh, yeah. a lot of people need to put themselves through um, some type of war to really find themselves. And I think the gym is a very essential place to do that. And... Um, you know, I feel like everyone knows how to do push-ups, pull-ups, and, you know, the basics. So uh, that is a really good place to start. That's where I started, um, as well as you, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Uh, on oh, to yeah. the next question. Um, next question is, uh, why do you think people lack the discipline to attend the gym? One of my main reasons, or one of my main answers I have for you, would be a lot of people haven't like seen a mental picture of themselves they haven't gotten to like let's say they haven't gotten to a year or two consistency where they've seen themselves grow and become something good so they don't know what it feels like they don't know what it looks like yeah that evolution yeah yeah they haven't been there they were never they were never really consistent enough to get anywhere so their vision of how good they can really be is kind of cloudy and another one is staying in your comfort zone you know it's always easy to never try at something you're not used to new beginnings and new challenges scare people scare people because they're you know they're not comfortable yeah you know exactly you gotta give yourself a chance to be consistent and i'm talking about real consistency real discipline you know some mm-hmm. of them, y'all be on them some of them be on 30 day or 60 day challenges or whatever it is I don't even say that. I say seven. I say seven day. Yeah, they be yeah. Well, yeah. I was just saying they'll they'll do the thirty day challenge, but they'll do it for like seven days. But that seven days, they give it their all. They need to be like that for six months to a year, and they'll see what you become then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, I uh, a lot of people ask um, me at work why I'm so disciplined, and I tell them because my dad. I think us growing up in a very structured household, uh, and our dad providing the discipline. I think has really helped me to be able to come home after the longest day of work and to be able to sit here and work on myself. Um, yep. Because, you know, I was just telling some of my friends uh, earlier that, like, I don't even believe in motivation anymore because I'm not even motivated to do, uh, to go to the gym as well as train as much as I probably should be. But I think it's just the discipline because I know better. I know it's something that I have to do. And something, something needs do. to be 
yeah, it's something that needs to be done every single day. So uh, for those of you always telling me that you're lacking motivation, um, you know, I just posted a tweet on Twitter telling you that, telling people that uh, I don't think motivation is real. I think it's an illusion. And I think discipline is real. And I think that uh, uh, the reason why uh, we go train every day, me and my brother included, um, is because we have the art of discipline, which is the ability to do what needs to be done, whether you like it or not. Um, so going on to the last question, um, this was my secret question, but I want you to name two people who have served as an extreme positive impact in your life after the age of 25. And if you don't have anybody, that's fine. Because I'm, I'm all good with the honesty. Okay, well, the first one right off the bat, I would have to say is our mom. Uh, I, I, I know for sure, I know this might be a little, everyone might have a different opinion on this, but I started this whole gym thing. <laughs> and she might have something to yeah. say about that, but I started yeah, it I, first. Yeah, no, well, I told, uh, I was just, I was just telling, uh, you know, Quincy this yesterday, I, I told him that you and our mom did, but you know, I, I, you know, I threw you in. (laughs) Yeah. So I, she signed me up first. I started first and then, you know, she got serious and I'm like, and then I went to one of her shows in Vegas and I'm like, okay, like she's really doing it. She's really doing it. And you know, she stays consistent. She looks good. And you know, like, uh, every t- you know, every time I do, like I feel like I don't want to go or something like that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my mom woke up at four this morning and went, so I can go later in the afternoon. So yeah, but yeah. so after the age of 25, let's see. So you're gonna go with our mom as being the first one? Yeah, our mom's the first one for sure. That one wasn't hard. Uh, man, there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of guys in there. Uh, after the age of twenty five, I mean, I yeah, can just an name extreme them. impact, an extreme impact, extreme impact. Okay, I'll have to go, Sean. Sean. Okay. Yeah, Sean had a big impact on me because I felt like when I was working out with him, like I was in stratosphere, but I felt like I was weaker. I was smaller. I lacked a little bit of that grit. I think he had that all. Uh, yeah, I, and, I, I totally agree. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sean. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was definitely fun working with Sean. Working out with Sean and those guys. Oh yeah, he would push us, dude. Yeah, he, he would push us, and he he had that attitude that I have today, and that attitude is pretty much, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. Even if you can't do it, go do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't sit here and give me an excuse. Get down on the bench yeah. and lift it, rep it out. You know, finish yeah. it. It was that. Like he 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 wouldn't allow anyone to sit there and look pretty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh no! Hey, he fixed our form too a lot on bench press and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely. I love those two answers. You know, um, so that's pretty much all I have for you to, uh, tonight. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow at training when we're dying next to each other. But, you know, I think that's uh, where my happiness comes from is uh, the suffering. I think that's the value in itself. 
All right, dude. Thank you for coming on. Anytime, bro. Much love. Keep with the positive energy on the podcast. In conclusion to this episode of Wednesday Night Interlude, I want to thank you all for listening. I challenge you to start doing your absolute best to become excellent at every spectrum in your life. At the end of the day, even if you're struggling, it is you who has to get up, get the work done, and change your life around. So from me to each and every one, much love, affluence, and success.